Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Panos Shozos about how to successfully onboard remote employees. Panos Shiozos, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Hi, John, and thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Cyprus in the Mediterranean. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. It's morning for me. It's evening for you. I'm just super thrilled to have the opportunity to talk with you today. And Today, we're going to be exploring how to successfully onboard remote employees. Now, of course, in the modern world of work, especially during the last couple of years of a pandemic, so many people had to move to remote to remote work kind of modalities, uh, or perhaps a hybrid sort of modality. And so it's it's been a super interesting time as people have tried to learn how to leverage the technologies available to be more effective, productive, uh, and to collaborate more efficiently. Uh, yet during all of that, we've also had to try to figure out the cultural component and the cultural piece to what makes a team a team and how we work together. Uh, and in some cases, especially as we've kind of gone into what people have been describing as the great resignation or the great reawakening. People have been leaving jobs, going to new jobs. And in many cases, people are working in new companies in a new job, working fully remotely, where they've never actually physically been in the same location as anyone else working on their team, and they've never met them in person. And so then the question becomes, how do you inculcate them with the values and the culture and and all of those sorts of things? And a lot of that comes back to onboarding and how we on approach our onboarding practices with remote workers. Now, I will also say that effective onboarding is really a challenge for any organization and any type of work modality. So whether you're face-to-face hybrid or remote, I think many of the things we're going to be talking about today will apply quite well as you try to think about successful onboarding. But I think particularly as we're thinking about the remote worker, it'll be really important to consider these points that we're going to be discussing. As we get started, I wanted to share Panos's bio with everybody. Panos Shozos is the co-founder and CEO of LearnWorlds. He has a PhD in educational technology, researching and designing e-learning applications for over 20 years. Panos has extensive work experience as a software engineer, e-learning researcher, and science educator before launching LearnWorlds with George and Fanis, his longtime friends and fellow researchers. He was working in the European Parliament as a policy advisor for research and innovation. 
fantastic background. It's a pleasure to be with you. Anything else you would like to share with me or my listeners by way of your background before we dive on into the conversation? No, I guess uh, we are long-time e-learning people. Uh, we've built our first platform back in 1999. We never imagined that we would create a business out of it. We were mostly working as uh, as academics, but overall it turned out that our past academic experience prepared us for everything that we're trying to do now, adapt to these uh, new ways of uh, living and working and consuming and uh, and doing business. So let's try to see how we can be helpful today. Yeah, wonderful. Well, and, and I come from an academic background as well. I'm a professor. I do consulting work. I'm in the learning and development uh, and virtual and e-learning space uh, as well. Uh, and so a lot of what you just said resonates with me. I, I feel like so much of what I've done in my own academic training, as well as in my, my professorial work at the university, uh, has prepared me well to do meaningful, uh, substantial uh, virtual e-learning content uh, for for individuals to help them reskill and upskill. Uh, and in fact, you know, sometimes I look around at some of the vendors in the space, and I look around w- at what's available, and and I think, oh, they they probably could uh, benefit from a course in educational technology or pedagogy or andragogy or any of these things to help them learn, you know, how to tap into the motivations and and interests of, you know, learners or adult learners specifically. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's, a, it's a great space to be in. I think there's definitely a lot um, of crossover between the academic approach as well as the, the practical um, approach that we learn from the corporate world. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit more about the origins of Learn Worlds? I mean, other than you mentioned your your background in, in education and how that has prepared you, but why did you decide to launch this? Um, how did you go about doing that? Who are you trying to serve with Learn Worlds? And then we can get more into s- specifics about what we can do to successfully onboard remote employees. Mm-hmm. Uh- our background fits really well w- with what you just described. We were in an academic setting. We were creating some amazing e-learning applications, testing them with a few dozen students, you know, who were our, our guinea pigs, publishing a paper, attending a conference, and then back to, to the drawing board for creating the next uh, the next thing. In the in the Greek university 20 years ago, there was nobody who could push us into an entrepreneurial direction and tell us that, okay, you know, this product, you could launch a business out of that or, or a spin-off or a startup or something. So we were in that um, academic track trying to, to get our, our PhDs. Once we complete, but we were always very hands-on. So we were able to not just design and understand and research what is the state of the art of e-learning and how people learn and how people should be learning and working and and developing, we were also able to implement our ideas and create prototypes and create full full working platforms. So once we completed our PhDs and worked in different directions and different uh, experiences, we always had this each. And we were always, when we were meeting, you know, over beers, we were discussing about what would be possible, how we could get we were seeing some amazing platforms within academia, you know, some state-of-the-art platforms, but all the tools that were at the hands of actual learners and trainings and trainers and learning and development professionals out there were suboptimal, to say to say the least. We were saying, like, how can they be selling something like that? I mean, haven't they thought about this and this and that opportunity? So we always had this each. So we got together. We had zero idea about entrepreneurship, but we were very good 
you know, about building product. And we have this naive mentality, you know, build it and they will come. And that if we just build the best possible platform, then everybody will just realize how great it is and they will flock and they will buy and, uh, you know, we will become rich and whatever. So we started building our platform. That was, uh, we wanted to create a platform that would allow people to create the best possible versions of their online courses. And not only that, but also be able to directly sell them to their students and to their consumers. So without, uh, you know, a marketplace, without having to go through a, a middle a middleman, you would be able to launch your own uh, online school, your own online academy, your own, uh, you know, e-learning portal or whatever, which wasn't very easy. I guess it's not too much in terms of parallels with uh, a parallelism with e-commerce. It's what Shopify did versus Amazon, while Amazon was always, you know, the big marketplace where you could find everything and uh, uh, all sorts of, uh, of, uh, of uh, like people were selling, selling stuff. Shopify in the e-commerce space allowed people to create their own e-commerce space and sell directly to consumer. And that's, that, that we didn't realize it back then, but later it became evident that this is what we were doing. We were creating a platform that allowed trainers to create an amazing online school without any development uh, skills or any design skills, upload their content and be able to directly sell or share with consumers, trainers, students, uh, their employees or uh, whatever else. So that's what we started uh, to do. In, at the beginning, we were very bad at doing business. Uh, we had to put, you know, the scientist at the back seat and say, okay, we've built an amazing platform. Now we have to obsessively listen to our customers and see what are the features that they require, what would make their job easier, because the, the academic, I have to say that in the beginning, the e-learning part of the subject of the platform was probably overdeveloped, was uh, amazing. It was an amazing experience, but we were lacking some of the practical hands-on tools that uh, uh, trainees would need in order to not just create an amazing course but also sell it or share it and, uh, and be happy with the, with the, with the, with, their, with their work and that we learned from our customers we were very lucky to have some amazing customers early on who co-designed I guess with us the platform and uh, we communicated with them almost daily so we started rapidly improving also the other pillar the e-commerce pillar of the of the platform and we ended up with a with a platform that is very balanced that includes the state of the art of e-learning we still participate in research projects today and try to follow the the state of the art of the science but also uh, we, we have a, an amazing super user-friendly tool that allows everybody to be an edupreneur, you know, create an online school or a small and medium company. It allows them to go online, transition, uh, put their, uh, their teachings uh, in, the, in the cloud and, and reach their remote workforce, wherever this might be. very much needed. And, and there, there's just so much innovation happening in the learning and development space right now. Uh, I think it's tremendous, uh, fantastic. And I, I'm excited to learn about more about what uh, Learn Worlds offers uh, on my own, you know, after this conversation, because I just think that's fantastic. Um, so let's talk now a little bit more specifically about successfully onboarding remote employees. Now, some of this 
is going to happen through platforms like yours, right? Where you can have materials, resources that are designed, that are uh, user-friendly, um, you know, with the employee experience in mind, um, that's engaging, that really, you know, helps people to understand what they're, where they're coming from, where, what they're getting into with this new work arrangement. Um, so maybe you can speak a little bit more to that. But then, you know, really, let's just dive in. What, what have you seen in terms of the best practices in successfully onboarding remote employees? Mm-hmm. First of all, we, we stumbled onto some of these uh, best practices by making many, many mistakes ourselves. So Lairwall started as a remote company. We were three co-founders living in three different cities, two different countries. So from the uh, day one, we were a remote company. So it became, you know, a a way of of living and working for us. Even at the first stages of the business uh, back then, let's say a few years ago, five years ago, we were talking with, uh, uh, with VCs and some of them were considering a fully remote company to be unfundable. You know, they were always asking, when are you going to create a real office, you know, and move everybody in there and start doing some real work. And we were saying, you know, you can do real work remotely. You don't have to be in the same office. Obviously, you have to to be very organized. You have to have amazing project management uh, capacities and affordances and frameworks. You need to over-communicate. You need to be next to people. You know, uh, you, you need to, to embrace remote individuals who come into a new team and, uh, and uh, feel them, make them feel welcome and they need to work next to you. Uh, like apprentices and, uh, and and learn whatever has to be done, but it is possible. So I guess we didn't know, but we were kind of uh, guinea pigs or pioneers ourselves back then. And this is what everybody discovered after, you know, the COVID disaster, whatever. So COVID uh, acted as a catalyst, not so much creating new phenomena, but catalyzing things that were already there. So remote working, you know, digital nomads or working from anywhere, anytime. Uh, e-commerce that now is the default mode. Uh, all these things were already happening, but obviously they were massively catalyzed by 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 COVID. And the same the same goes with uh, with remote uh, working. So we didn't invent remote working, but I, I don't and the learning itself. I don't easily see a future where a company will need to train 300 employees and will get them into a hotel room for five hours of PowerPoint. It's not going to happen. We're not here to replace meeting face to face and doing events and uh, you know uh, working together and rubbing shoulders and uh, and drinking a few beers after the the any event. But training itself, you can do it so much better if you reverse it and if you do most of the of the work online and if you produce some great content that can then help you scale your training and allow you to 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 provide knowledge anywhere anytime in line with how people today expect to work and especially when we're talking about you mentioned the uh, you know the big uh, resignation earlier especially where we're when we're talking about millennials millennials are used to having a amazing digital experiences with their you know with their gaming devices and their iPads and all this stuff so you cannot really train them through a old style 
e-learning platform that throws a 100-page PDF at them and says, okay, this is training. Now you have been onboarded as an employee. Go out there and do your job. So you need to offer them experiences that are in line with what we expect, with what they expect that, that uh, really uh, respect their attention and their time and the effort that they will put into the, uh, the, the, the training. You have to offer them interactive material highly engaging material, bite-sized, that they will be able to consume anywhere, anytime, while on the, on the sofa or commuting or working from a co-working space or working from a villa in Costa Rica, whatever. These are things, this is how our own employees work today. We have employees in some cases, we don't know where they work from, you know, because they find some cheap tickets online and they decided for a week to go, you know, in, in, some time, in some cases, a whole department. They go into a flight or they meet in another place and they work together from a, uh, from a co-working space and we learn it after a few days. This is the reality now. This is what's happening out there in the workforce. So you also have to think in, the, in that the level and uh, uh, anticipating that into how you are going to onboard and train your, your employees. And so these are the things that we discovered ourselves in many cases by making mistakes. And this is where I guess we got went back into the drawing board and we started using our own platform the way that we were seeing some of our customers successfully using the platform. So we started, we said, okay, we are an e-learning business. This is what we do for a living. This is what we have studied for so many years. Let's use our platform to offer an amazing onboarding experience to our, to our employees. It can be, in some cases, it's, you know, all the, the training material that you would probably uh, uh, arrange for a person in their, in their first few weeks in a, in, in a new job. But we have tried to reflect that onto the platform to create some great uh, training and onboarding material. So for us, obviously, it also works as a way of introducing the new hires into the platform itself and to all this concept of how you can use a platform like that to uh, to get uh, uh, you know to to get trained about a new a, a new subject so we eat our own dog food and you we we uh, we developed uh, uh, we, we spend lots of time developing uh, onboarding and training material for our employees a fully guided process in in some cases depending on the job it, it's uh, from two weeks all the way up to uh, to five weeks with very structured material that includes uh, self-paced courses self-paced knowledge for example videos and interactive ebooks along with guided one-on-one -on -one mentoring uh, sessions with uh, existing employees of the company who can share their experience about the specific role or the company in general, the business models, the customers or, or anything else. So we had to adapt. We had to learn from our own experiences and uh, from, the, from the fact that we were already operating as a, uh, as, a, as a remote company. And these things happened to match perfectly to the situation that I guess the entire world found itself after COVID with, this, uh, with these rapid changes in how we work and how we, how we learn.
there are all sorts of things when you're new to the business that you need to learn, right? You need to learn the products and services. You need to learn the systems. You need to learn the policies, practices, and procedures and the norms of this new uh, organization and the the dynamics of your team. Uh, You need to, of course, learn the culture, um, the values, and how those are integrated throughout the systems of the organization. That's a lot for people to learn. And, you you know, you you joked about having the 100-page PDF that's just posted online, and you say, that's e-learning. I mean, I've literally seen that. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. I've seen that. I've also seen where they say it's e-learning and all it is is a PDF of like a PowerPoint slide deck and you just kind of go through it. Um, Is that technically e-learning because it's electronic and it's online, I suppose, but is it it actually going to be effective in any way? Of course it's not. Uh, and, and so whether you're face-to-face, if you're face-to-face and you have a group of new recruits all starting and you're doing like an orientation and you plop down the big policy manual in front of them and say, here's your policy manual. Welcome to the team. You are now onboarded. I mean, I think most people would realize that's ridiculous. Um, yet that's exactly how, how often it, it, it happens, uh, in organizations, uh, more or less. And so, so let's look at how we can break things into bite-sized chunks so we can actually seek for understanding of what's happening in those areas. If we do that, that's going to be to our benefit because our people are just going to understand better. If, if our people come on board and they know the products and services, they know the members of the team, uh, reporting lines, they understand the structures and the, even the politics of the organization, how to navigate. If they can understand that through mentoring and coaching and the resources being provided, then they're going to be so much better off. And I think during the pandemic, some organizations have learned how to do this well, where others have just kind of forgotten about that piece. And they just figure, well, you're, you're a remote worker, so we're going to make sure you have the technology you need, make sure you have an internet connection. And, and then they just they kind of treat them like they're contract employees or contract workers. So they don't, they're never fully integrated. They're never fully onboarded. And they just kind of work on piecemeal projects. And I mean, you can certainly do that, but that's a missed opportunity. If someone's an actual employee, a member of your team, help them to feel integrated, help them to recognize and understand the culture, help them to understand how that's going to play out in their work lives and what the expectations are in relation to it. When we do that, it's just going to make everyone's life easier. It's going to engage your people more. It's going to reduce the likelihood of turnover. Um, So many people right now they're, they're choosing to leave, go to new jobs. And often within the first six months, many of those people will leave again because they'll find that this new organization, you know, the grass wasn't necessarily greener or, you know, it's not what they thought it was cracked up to be, or they're just not feeling supported the way they feel like they should be supported at their new organization. And so they leave. So let's, let's, uh, you know, do the basic things necessary. And it's not rocket science, but if we do the basic things consistently well, uh, you know, that's going to be at least 80 plus percent of uh, the, the battle. I, I, I totally agree. You definitely lose people like that. Like if you let them, you know, in another, it, it's like working in a remote cubicle behind a, a Zoom screen. It, it doesn't work like that. And definitely, I'm, I'm sur- the 100 page PDF is definitely not an, a, a, not a, an exaggeration. It's probably an understatement. I've seen bigger. And probably out of this you know, whole big resignation, there, there must be many people 
who resigned because of a hundred-page PDF that was thrown at them, eh? where they can there can be a different solution. And initially, when we were doing our own training, we made probably some of these mistakes. So you know, when you have an HR person or you have somebody who even who has taught and is a very experienced as a professor in the past. Their natural tendency when you talk to them about the video course is to go out, get a PDF and record a 45 minute video of that uh, presentation they have, you know, go slide by slide. And we say, no, that, that's crazy. Research shows that and also, you know, common sense shows that. Let's try to create five minute bite-sized videos that are much easier for you to produce much easier for you to replace if you know more information comes. It's much easier for you to add something else or do some, some post-production. Let's enhance those videos with a few questions at the end. That's something. And these, these are needs that also we, we added as features into the platform as we were discovering them. So you can get within the Learworlds platform, you could just upload you know, a linear five-minute video that perhaps you shot yourself with a mobile device. It's super easy now to produce material like that. You don't need an expensive studio or setup or you know, Hollywood-type video. Sometimes good enough is good enough. And uh, with, a, with a phone, you can, get some, some, you can shoot some great video. And then that same video, just by editing it, just like a PowerPoint, very easily, you can add quizzes on top of the video, you can add pop-ups, you can add uh, uh, controls, you can add explanations, you can add hotspots where you can show how things work, like how, how a specific screen works or how a specific device works, depending on what kind of training you, you have to do. So instead of a passive 45-minute video that would exhaust most people and would like technically, yes, it is e-learning, but it's a bad form of e-learning. You can easily repurpose that into nine, five-minute videos that are interactive, that are engaging, that people can easily consume even from a mobile device. So they even have a sense of progress as they go through the videos. It's not, you know, a 45-minute huge presentation. It's something where you see that you're making progress. You engage with the interactive material. You are more satisfied as a learner. You are more satisfied as a worker. You retain more of the knowledge that people are trying to, to share with you. And then not only that, but also within the platform, right next to each video, you can engage in a discussion. You can ask other people who are also in the same course, like, how do you see that? Oh, I think here this is not this is not the correct information, or I've seen something other. So every piece of knowledge becomes an affordance for a discussion, for discovery, for engagement, for engaging with the contact. So we, we are no longer at the age, you know, of mass uh, uh, delivery of the content. It's about reception. It's not about what you send. It's about what people understand, process, and receive. So they they need also a platform that enables these kinds of interactions and enhances these kinds of interactions. And at the end of the day, even something that might seem trivial, like onboarding of, a, of an employee, this is a very pivotal moment for their, uh, for their career and for their lives. So you have to treat it seriously. And our answer to that, there probably are other answers out there, you know, perks and whatever and parties. But our answer is training, is treating them with respect, providing them training that allows them to go into the deep of the, of the role and discover the, the role and also discover what is possible with a, with a, with a platform like, uh, uh, like ours. And, and it works. It's, uh, this, this has become one of the strongest points uh, uh, for us. I know that probably not everybody can start like that right away, but they have to start at some point. So 
Try to work with a platform that allows you to, to, to offer modern training and not the 100-page PDFs or the 60-minute uh, long, uh, long videos. And as you create it, you will discover uh, your, your strong points. You will be able to repurpose lots of the content that you probably already have out there and pr pr offer it in a more yeah. meaningful and consumable uh, way to, the, to, to your employees, your customers, whatever is your 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 audience uh, because education can can work everywhere and should actually work yeah everywhere very well said panos it's been a real pleasure i know at the time i need to let you go here so you can get on with your evening but before we wrap up i just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you find out more about your work and then give us the final word on the topic for today People can always visit us at uh, www.learnwalls.com. That's where you will find some amazing material about training, about creating and selling online courses, about training employees and onboarding employees. Obviously, you can also start a free trial of the, of the platform. No credit cards, no strings attached. We always produce lots of content and many, many webinars. We have dozens of webinars every, every month. Uh, and we share everything that we learn from our customers. So uh, our job is to learn and distribute that, uh, that knowledge. And a final word, I guess, is that e-learning is now the default mode of learning. So the sooner you, 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 go, you go there, the better it will be for your business, for your employees, for, uh, for whatever you, you are doing. So uh, start thinking uh, about that. And e-learning has many, many ways that can add value to a, to a business. So think about it and uh, contact us. And we'll be happy to help you out and show you how you too can yeah. use e-learning to enhance your business. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about, about what Panos and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.